0: Welcome to Explain the Bible, where we explain the Bible. This is Daniel Jepson. Sometimes I'm joined by Nathan Beasley. We have two other podcasts you might want to check out, Philosophy and Faith and Pretty Good Sermons. Links are in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I think I should introduce this one. Go ahead. All right. We are on part five of the Lord's Prayer. And we're looking at this, trying to understand not just the words which are repeated so often, but the meaning of them, the template that Jesus gives us. And today we come to the fifth part. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors.
1: Yeah, I like this one. Because, I mean, I've heard of God forgiving us of our sins, of course. Sure. But debts, I mean, as a recent college and seminary grad, I, I like the sound of this one. Yeah, thank you Yeah, did. God, please forgive me of my relinquish me of my
0: debts. (laughs) That'd be a nice letter to get in the mail, wouldn't
1: it? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, So, for real, though, why does Jesus instruct us to ask God to forgive us of our, quote-unquote, debts? What does that mean? Yeah, can you help us understand that a little bit, please?
0: In the Bible, there are three main words for the moral wrongs that we commit. First is sin, which basically has the idea of breaking a rightful command, And the second is trespasses, which speak of going beyond our rightful limits, just like trespassing. And the third is debt, which has the idea of not fulfilling our rightful obligations. Hmm. Now, these are often tied together. They're kind of different ways of looking at the same action. But together, they show why it's wrong. And one emphasizes that in ways the others don't, perhaps. For example, adultery is a very obvious moral wrong. But why? Well, first, it's a sin because it breaks God's command against it. Secondly, it is a trespass, for the person who does this is using the gift of sex beyond its rightful limits in marriage. And but third, it is a debt, because faithfulness is what our spouse has a rightful expectation for.
1: So why does Jesus in this passage say we are to ask God to forgive our debts instead of our sins or our trespasses?
0: I think to remind us that we owe something to God. And we often
1: fail in that obligation. So what does that mean? What does it mean that we owe something to God? Well,
0: it means that God, by the very fact of who he is and what he has done for us, has a rightful claim to some sort of response on our part. And that idea shouldn't be too strange for us. People in our lives often have a rightful claims upon us based on who they are, based on what they've done. My wife has a rightful claim on my faithfulness, yeah. but also my kindness, my help, my time and attention. If I meet a random woman in the store, she doesn't because she's not my wife. So if that's true, well, God certainly has rightful claims upon us because of who he is and because of what he's done. He is our creator. We are here at the will of another person. And not only that, he is also our savior. Jesus has given his own life to save us from sins. So if we have rightful obligations to anyone, it's God. Yeah. Now, there's a little bit of a flip side here, too, though, right? He goes on to say that we uh, forgive others as well. Yeah. He ties those two together.
1: We forgive others their debts against us.
0: Yeah. People, in a sense, are also indebted to me. My wife, in a sense, owes me faithfulness and love and kindness and intention and time. She owes me that in the right way, in the same way that I owe her those things. Yeah. Not that I'm trying to control her, but just that my covenant with her in marriage as well as what I've done for her, has created that same rightful response that her covenant with me and the way she's treated me so well over the years has created on my side. My friends, you could say, also owe me some sort of behavior, to be honest, to be kind. That's what friendship is all about. My parents and children, you know, parents and children owe each other things by virtue of their relationships. But here's the thing. They will fail. We all will fail. They will fail either not to do directly what they should not do or more commonly fail to do something that they should. Your husband, your wife will fail you. Your parents failed you. They were not completely all that they should have been in that role, even the best parents. Your children will fail to give you the honor and gratitude and help they should. Your siblings, your friends are going to fail to speak to you in kindness and grace and love. They're going to say hurtful things. How do you respond?
1: So it's important to not just seek the forgiveness of God, but also to extend that forgiveness to others. I think in doing that, we're being God-like because we're forgiving just as he has forgiven us.
0: Yeah, we are. And we're also showing that we have entered now into that kingdom of God, kingdom marked by grace. I remember preaching this passage once many years ago, and I wanted a visual illustration, so I bought some blank poker chips. And then I designed the obverse and reverse of face and the tails for each of those chips because I was going to make them a coin, the coin of the kingdom of grace. Mm -hmm. And on the one side, it said, you are forgiven entirely by grace. And the other side said, you are to forgive others entirely by grace. And my point was, as I handed those out to everybody, this is the coinage of the kingdom. This is the currency of the kingdom of God. And if you accept this as legal tender for you, you have to also accept giving that kind of legal tender to other people.
1: I love that. That's uh, but that's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. So I feel like this gets to the question then that is is worth, I think, getting a little bit of clarity on, and that is, so what is forgiveness? What does it mean to forgive others? Because I feel like there's a lot of confusion about that. How do I know if I've forgiven them if I'm still upset or yeah. Does forgiveness mean I have to invite that person back into my life? Right. Restore the relationship. Yeah. Restore the relationship. It just feels like there's a lot of confusion. So um, what does it mean to forgive?
0: Yeah. I'm glad you asked that because when we are hurt, our emotions are probably more in charge than our logic, right? And so we can respond emotionally and interpret things by our emotions. But forgiveness primarily is an act of the will and not of the emotion. It is simply this. You are choosing to not respond to them based on what they have done or are doing to you or what they failed to do for you. You let them off the hook. You choose to want and seek their best despite what they have done or what they're doing to you. Now, this is not minimizing the offense. If it's not a real offense, you don't have to do this. It's just, you know, an annoyance. This isn't minimizing the offense. This is taking it seriously. It's not saying, well, what they did to me wasn't that bad or anything like that. And it's not necessarily restoring trust yeah, or restoring the relationship. It may. It may clear away the rubble enough so that the relationship can be restored. But it takes two to tangle, right? Yeah. And sometimes the other person doesn't want to. And then lastly, forgiveness does not mean that it won't hurt or that your emotions will immediately get in line. You might forget someone, but you're still hurt. You're still angry. You're still feeling all kinds of negative emotions. But you're choosing to reject the desire to get back in some way. Hmm. One illustration I've thought of with this is turning off the oven. <laughs> so what I mean by that is, think of a light switch, right? Yeah. You turn off the light switch and the and the lights go dark. And if the room is not lit otherwise, the room, the room goes dark. And sometimes we think that when we forget someone, that that's what's going to happen with our emotions. just going to go away. But it's more like turning off the oven. So if you've got that oven up at 450 and you turn that off, does it immediately go back down to room temperature?
1: It does not. It takes time. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And the hotter it was, the longer it takes. Yeah. But it will get back there, right? Yeah. It will get back there because you made the decision and after the will, to turn off the sweat, to quit feeding it more heat. And that's what forgiveness is. It's looking at what God has done for us, and on the basis of that saying, I am choosing to let go of this. I want God to bring in whatever payback or justice that he determines, but my will is free in this. I want their best. I really don't necessarily want them to get payback because I've been forgiven so much. I'm just going to leave that all to God, and I'm going to try to love them as best as my emotions will allow me to do.
1: That's really helpful because sometimes it feels like if we don't stay mad at that person, then they're off the hook. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm enacting justice through my own anger or bitterness toward them. And that's hard because that, that feels good, and especially if they don't do something that's illegal. Then it's like it's not like they're going to go to jail for what they did. Right. You know, but I think that what you just described is really good because it allows us to be free from it. But not because what they did wasn't bad or didn't hurt, but just that we're entrusting the, the justice and the goodness of God to bring about his right response in the situation. Right. And so in that there is freedom and we're able to relinquish that to God.
0: Yeah. And that is so freeing because it allows you to let go of the bitterness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I know that there's all kinds of not just spiritual challenges to the holding on to bitterness and resentment, but physical ailments that can come from that, yeah. just giving into that. And so what a gift that God has forgiven us and that when we understand that that can free us to forgive others. Yeah.
0: I heard someone say it's an old proverb, not, not a biblical proverb, but some sort of proverb, that bitterness or unforgiveness are the poison that we drink, hoping the other person dies. Wow.
1: Wow. There's a lot to that. Yeah. Well, thank you.
0: Yeah. And let me go back to the one thing that you said that it feels wrong to forgive sometimes. I get it. It seems to trivialize the offense and the hurt, but the alternative is worse. And ultimately we have to trust. We have to trust that when we forgive and let them off the hook, we are not losing. It may feel that way sometimes, but the feeling and the reality are different things. After all, if that feeling is true, then the gospel is false, because no one has forgiven more than Jesus himself. And he didn't lose. Hey, thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button if you want to hear future episodes. And again, feel free to check out Philosophy and Faith and Pretty Good Sermons, our other podcasts. Bye now.